Hey guys, welcome back to Wow So Good Podcast. This is episode 7, Christ Plus Culture, and I'm so excited that you're here. We're going to be talking about pop culture, our opinions on Bachelor Nation, TV shows, TV production, media, anything you can imagine. It's going to be a really fun episode with my friend Morenzola, and I hope you enjoy. God bless you. Hi! Hey! How are you? I'm I'm doing well. Great! Okay, guys, this is my friend, Morenzola. Can you introduce yourself? I'm Morenzola Kikoyi, and uh, I'm here on this podcast because I love podcasts, and I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> Very excited for you to be here. You can tell them a little bit about, um, well, I'll explain, we 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 just met like the other day but technically we did go to the same high school so and we're in the same class so there's that (laughs) yep I don't think we actually did we ever actually meet while we were in high school I have no idea to be honest I feel like I like I have a memory of like maybe one time you were like you came down to the theater area and I was like in the dressing room. I'm remembering something. I, yeah, I think so. Cause I think I went to go take pictures for your guys' yeah, play yes. for your book. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's the only memory I have, but I don't remember actually like saying hi to you or anything. Cause I didn't know you. I was just like putting on makeup in the dressing room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, so today we're going to be talking about Christ plus culture and, um, this is kind of like a series based off of um, my other episode with Molly Grace and Elizabeth um, on College Plus Christ. Um, so it's kind of like a follow-up series. Um, and so I'm really excited for this episode. And we're going to be talking about pop culture and the world and society and the norms of society and everything like that. And what we think about it as Christians. So very hype. (laughs) Yeah, very hype indeed. (laughs) So let's talk about what we think about Bachelor Nation. Our favorite subject, Bachelor (laughs) Nation. (laughs) It really is our favorite subject. We just like talked about this. Like we honestly had like a whole podcast interview just the other day. Yes, (laughs) we did on the FaceTime. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we were talking about this for so long in Gossip Girl, which we're going to get to, actually. We're gonna I'm excited, yes! <laughs> um, so, my opinion on Bachelor Nation. I, let's start from the beginning. I didn't start watching the Bachelor franchise until I was, I don't remember what age I was, but I was about a preteen, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, I started watching it with my grandma, because she loves it, and... I was at her house and I didn't know what it was. And she was like, you need to watch it with me. Like, and I was like, do you think mom would be okay with me watching it? Because <laughs> it was like, I mean, I was like young and I was like, Ugh. so um, the first bachelorette that I ever, the first like part of the franchise that I ever watched was yeah. bachelorette. Um, Because at the time, that was what season it was on. And honestly, I came into it at such a good season. And honestly, I'm mad because it got my expectations so high. Like, 
I started off on Caitlyn's season. Okay, yeah, that's a good season. Right? Like, I came in on the best season ever, and then everything after that was just trash. And I was like, why are you <laughs> doing me like that? <laughs> so, I loved Caitlyn's season. People had some things to say about her at the time. Yeah, they did. But I love her still, um, and I love her and Jason now. But um, I just thought she was a really funny bachelorette, and I thought that she stayed true to herself and mm-hmm. she did not let any man walk over her so I loved that about her um but the next I don't think the first okay this is kind of funny because the first bachelor I ever watched I never watched any of the bachelors after that because oh I, wow because I loved the bachelorette so much that I never watched the bachelor so I never actually saw like Ari's season oh, and, okay um Ben, yeah. Um, I never watched like any of them. So I think the first Bachelor that I ever watched was actually Colton's season. Oh. <laughs> which was an interesting season to show it up. It really on. was. It's a very um I don't know. I felt like I just Oh, uh, that season that was a roller coaster. It really was. I I loved like Colton as a person yeah me and my mom loved him like we loved what he stood for um one thing this kind of does wrap around into what Christ thinks and stuff because going off of Colton's season he was a virgin and he mm-hmm. was you know he didn't say that he was waiting until marriage um but he said he was waiting for the right person I think in the right time yeah 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 um so I respected that so much about him considering that I am waiting till marriage um Mm -hmm. and so I think that that was something that really stuck out to me about him and I respected him for that um but I it was so interesting to like see all these girls come on his season and how bluntly like honestly rude they were the jokes yes there's some oh I just I was like, okay, we get it, but you don't have to keep making yes. all these jokes. Like, I felt so bad for him, honestly. I did, too. Because the media, first of all, I mean, going off of media production, and me and Morinzella are, are both um, media majors. Um, so, I, going off of media production, I think that, you know, obviously, Chris Harrison, all the production, needs something to start drama with you know yeah um like everyone every bachelorette every bachelor always has their own like tagline or something that's different about them so like you know with becca season um hers was like um let's do the thing you know yeah and and, um my and uh colton's was like him being a virgin yeah and i hated that so much exactly publicize something that needs to be normalized um and it just really crushed me for him honestly because Mm -hmm. just think about that like i mean obviously he signed up for it you know when he stepped into the franchise um but just the fact that they would make that such a big deal and like act like he was weird for it like all the girls were like oh like we'll see which one of us is the first one exactly to, to like have... swipe it away from him i was like you don't joke about that thing right you know? <laughs> in public like, obviously, too obviously like he made it a point to acknowledge how serious the topic was for him yeah so you making jokes was undermining your respect that you're showing that you have for him 
Exactly. Because, like, like, all the girls, I felt like um, a lot of the girls that were making jokes, um, like, on the first night when they stepped out of the limo, I felt so embarrassed for them because I was like, okay, no matter if they are a nice girl or whatever, you are making, like, honestly such a fool of yourself if you're doing that on the first night. Like, it's one thing to make, like, one joke or acknowledge that you've been reading what um has been said about him mm-hmm. later on like maybe you're like talking to him privately and maybe it's it, I'm not saying it's not okay to be curious like if you don't if you don't understand why he would be doing that like it's fine to like ask questions and be like I'm just wondering you know why do you want to do that that's totally different than making fun of someone yeah and I don't think a lot of the girls realized that they were making fun of him and I was like you're kind what of embarrassing it? him on national TV, yeah, but okay. Exactly. And I was just like, okay, you're not showing that you have respect for him. Yeah, as definitely. And as a person, because, like, you can't expect a person that you're serious with and that you're thinking about, you know, at the end of this, we might be engaged or dating to some capacity. Like, you can't expect that person to take you seriously if you're not taking them seriously it's like common courtesy so um I just did not like how the media publicized that and how I mean obviously they're gonna have to publicize some things because it's media yeah and people don't Um, know right but there's a difference between publicizing it and criticizing people for what they believe yeah yes um but yeah I he was the first bachelor I watched, and to say the least, I was very upset <laughs> um, when he ended up with Cassie. I mean, <sighs> no, hate on, no hate on Cassie yeah. at all. I think she's a sweet girl, but and she had good intentions, I mean, but I yeah. don't think she realized how serious the matter was, and I don't think she realized that she wasn't ready. She was definitely not ready. Time. She wasn't, and she... She voiced that a few times, but I don't think she realized the extent of it because she was, she was kind of sugarcoating it in a way at first, like not really saying how she was feeling. And then she was, um, to me, I thought, and now obviously I think that Hannah G and Dylan are adorable. They are one of my favorite couples ever on Bachelor Nation. I love Hannah G and I love Dylan and I wish and pray the best for them right they're awesome and i'm so glad that they found each other yeah um, and obviously you know that that is strictly why you know i believe like everything happens for reason god has a plan mm-hmm. because you know they wouldn't have ended up together if you know they didn't have the colton opportunity yeah yes if colton had let her go hadn't let her go and all of that so everything happens for a reason but, you know, at the time, I was like, oh, my gosh, Colton and Hannah just felt like yes. the obvious choice. Yes. And I honestly thought it would be Hannah G. But I had people, talk, people around me yeah. telling me it would be Cassie. I'm like, I just don't see that it, same connection yes. with Cassie that he it had with no them. Sense. Yeah. Like, obviously, obviously, you know, with us knowing media production and stuff, like, we know that, like, there are certain things that they don't show just because yes. you know maybe they're like with um Rachel um Rachel season with um how she ended up with um why did I literally just forget his name I mean it's Brian like I never Brian. watched this season yeah because I yes I grew up um I always heard of the bachelor you know and I was like oh I will never watch this show this is kind of stupid <laughs> like oh this is yeah. dumb but like I always knew about it and what happened 
but it wasn't until my sophomore year I was like, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna try The Bachelor. So we watched I watched Ari's season. I was like, oh my god, this is good. This is really good. <laughs> so now I'm like a whole Bachelor Nation fan. But yes. I was like, wow. Yeah, I pretty much watched almost every Bachelorette after Caitlyn's season, and I I watched well except for JoJo's, which I regret I have not seen so much. JoJo's. I was so upset that I missed her season. Like, I don't know how I missed it. I think I was, like, busy that year. And, like, during that time when it was airing, I didn't have the time to watch uh, it. And, but I love JoJo and Jordan. They're so they're cute. They're so cute. Like, I have HBO Max. So, like, her season is Their on show. there. Yeah, so I'm yes. going to go watch her season because I'm a huge fan of JoJo. And, um, yeah. yeah, I'm really excited to watch her season, actually. And now they have like a whole TV show. Like I it's know, like a, flipping um, houses and that's, yes. that's so cute. And I love you it's know like those house so shows. Cute. I know, um, but like how obviously on TV they have to cut certain things. Like you know, yeah. like with, I was saying with Ry- Rachel and Brian. Um, Rachel went on interviews. You know, a few years later because they were on a contract, so there were that's certain things right. they couldn't say. Um, which I don't think a lot of people realize, you know, they're on a two-year contract gotta, right after yeah. the show. So they are required by law to go back on the show like Hannah did with mm-hmm. Peter. And do they whatever they're to, told to. Yes, and say certain things in the media until that contract is over. Um, and so with Rachel and Brian, she Rachel went on an interview and was saying that, you know, the media, the, pre, the production of The Bachelor, they wanted you to believe that Rachel was having a hard time choosing between Brian and Peter. I think it was yes, down to Peter. Her. Yeah, Peter. Peter Krause. I, think I love it. Peter. He's so um, sweet. I know. But she said that they wanted to make it look like it was a down to the minute, like last choice. Um, yeah. And a hard choice to make. But she said that, you know, she knew that it was Brian literally from the first few weeks um, when they met. And she knew that it was going to be him in the end um but because she already knew that she you know was talking to production and she was like I don't know like she literally said a few times she asked Chris Harrison if they could just cut her season short and she could just end up with Brian exactly and you know they said obviously they can't do that you know it's it has to be you know drug out to get the ratings and stuff like that um but she was like she was so annoyed because they made it seem like it was a hard uh, it was a hard choice to make, but so that was why a lot of us at the end were honestly I was blindsided by her season because I remember thinking, wait, I thought it was going to be Peter because all the signs were pointing yes. you know, from what we could see on TV. That you is know, my all- that's my point with this show is like I feel like now from the recent seasons i've been so blindsided yes like with hannah b you know i thought she was gonna be with peter or tyler c but no she chose yeah. dead i was like what <laughs> what <laughs> that's a whole nother thing on its own <laughs> but um i think um with like i think we tend to forget like a lot of these girls that go on these shows they tend to forget that like this is a reality TV show. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't like you know, this is real life, but it it's not. 
it's not going to be shown the way you want it to be. Yeah. And sometimes people that, you know, you would never in person, you wouldn't think, oh, they would turn into the quote unquote villain on the episode or Mm -hmm. whatever, turn into the so-called villain. Um, And sometimes they really are bad people. Like Chad. um, Not trying to call out people, (laughs) Luke P. Luke P. (laughs) And Chad, especially Chad. Yes. Um, So, but most of the time, honestly, the people that, turn into the villains are never the actual villains exactly <laughs> like like it's just ridiculous yeah. and like with um hannah hannah Han- b and Kay- yep and, and Kaylin. yes that was so funny to me because both of them were saying off camera that like their drama that they had resolved within like a day yeah like it literally they like resolved it privately and whatever and like they literally told production that, like, we're not going to drag this on any longer. Like, our drama is done. Like, we're good. And then production, like, made them drag on. to drag drama. it on. I was, I was just really annoyed by that. I'm I like, was annoyed. I was like, y'all are literally ruining your own ratings. Exactly. Like, you're it's up. so petty. Like, yes, it's taking the attention away from Colton. Yeah. And putting on definitely. two girls. You know, um, but it's just funny to me. But, um by far my favorite person off of bachelor nation is definitely demi (laughs) and i just thought she was so funny and then like um taisha definitely i love i'm gonna be honest with you when i first started watching colton season i couldn't i couldn't stand to demi i just like she was really (laughs) bothering me so she was so rude but she's one of those people that like um like i feel like I feel like she's one of those people that's just different in person. Yeah. Like, from what I've seen, I think she's just a very blunt person. Yeah. And she doesn't put up with crap. Yeah. Um, But I think the problem came in when the TV wanted to turn her into the villain, so-called. Mm-hmm. But, and it was putting, like, several people against her. So it was causing, like, I feel like if you tell a person, um we're going to purposely make you the villain. We're going to put you and this person against each other to start drama. Obviously, if you're putting a target on the other person's back, then it's just drawing more drama to them. So then they're going to react in a way that they wouldn't normally react. Yeah, definitely. Situations. So it's like ridiculous. Um, And, but um, like, and I just think it's funny how, Usually on the first night, how like there's usually that one person <laughs> that goes and steals time. Yes, and I think it's really funny how media turns the situation. Like, I'm not saying it's not rude to take the time away from the other girls, but at the same time, it's kind of annoying when you keep coming back. Like, yeah, give the like, people a chance. Yeah, but like at the same time, you know, it is a reality TV show, so mm-hmm. they need drama. Um, and certain girls are smart and they know how to get that drama yep. um, and how to get more TV time. But I think it's also like, of course, in real life, that would be definitely very rude. But yeah. I think with it being a TV show, it's like it's normal. Yeah. And it's kind of just like you have to do what you have to do. That's true. Because honestly, if you think about it, the amount of girls, like how many are there? Like 30 something on the first night? Way too many. Yes. And so obviously they're going to have to eliminate a lot of them. So you want to make sure that like you're being bold and that you get your time. Yeah. Because you have to think about 
honestly, reality TV is one of those things where you really can't, which is why I'm about to go into why, you know, I don't think that Christians in particular should go on those shows um, and put themselves in that situation because I just think that it's putting yourself up for failure. It's setting yourself up for failure because obviously as Christians, we're taught to be, you know, Mm Christ-like and selfless. And when you're on a reality TV show, you have to be selfish. That's my thing. Yeah, I'm like, I just, me, I would never go on there. Yes. And you have to be prepared for TV to flip the scenario. Yes, yes, you do. Yes, and so you have to be prepared for, hey, they can can legally do whatever they want with Mm -hmm. me. And that's the... the, Because you signed a contract. Yes, like, I hate when people say stuff like, I was blindsided. I had no idea they were going to make me you look were that never, way. No, like, you knew because you, you signed a contract. You, you just never read it. Contract. Yes, you signed a contract that says you have to legally go with what they want you to do. You have to do this thing, this thing, this thing. Yep. And you have to follow these rules and start drama, stir up the ratings, you know, all that. And girls just and guys just act like they don't know that it's a reality TV show. Mm-hmm. Like That's like that's like going on keeping up with the Kardashians and not expecting drama. Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> or even 90 Day Fiance. Yes. Like, it's a reality TV show at the end of the day. At the end of the day, I don't care how close you've become with the producers. They will turn on you. Yes, they will. Because they want ratings. They need to get paid at the end of the day. Yeah. So they're just doing their job. Yes. So I don't care how close, you know, even if you are the Bachelor or the Bachelorette. I noticed with Colton season, it felt like, and with Peter, though, mm-hmm. the ratings, I mean, the producers were just against them. Like, you're, as the Bachelor and the Bachelorette, you're supposed to be the lead, and the producers are supposed to be looking out for mm-hmm. your best interest at heart, so-called. But with Peter in particular, I think that the producers turned on him, honestly. That because, is my whole thing. Yeah. Like, I just feel like, he was influenced by everyone. He didn't really he get to choose who he wanted. That's why I got out of the uh-huh. whole season Drama. of Peter. Yeah. I just Yeah, because if you look back on Hannah's season, I was telling you, you know, Peter was my favorite person. Yes. Yes. Peter, was... Tyler C, Connor, yes. Garrett, those were He's like a... my those were my top four that yes. I loved. And He's Mike. Good... Like Yeah. 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 Mike. And like he, Peter is a good guy. He is. Like, and I think we tend to forget, you know, it's just funny to me, the same people that during Hannah's season that loved Peter yeah. to the ends of the earth, the minute he gets his own season and the producers make him look a certain way, then they want to be like, oh, like, I hate Peter. can't stand him. Like, like yeah. You can't, can't stand you. Can't. I love him. I was mad at some things, but I still, yeah. I still, I still love the guy, even though I was mad. I was like, Peter, yeah. like, some of the decisions you're making. Right. Mm, no, but I'm, I'm still going to support you, even though I, I don't disagree, even though I don't agree, you know, what you're yeah. doing. There are certain things I think he didn't realize he wasn't ready for as the bachelor yes that wasn't he is still in a phase where he didn't know what he wanted and i don't think he knew that he didn't know what he mm-hmm. wanted and honestly it's one of those things that i don't think a person really knows until they are in the moment yep. and they're saying and they're having to decide between 
those people or whatever the situation is and they're not realizing oh I don't know what I want I haven't really thought about this um do I really want a wife or at the end of the day do I just want a girlfriend do I just want you know a casual relationship because that was the vibe honestly that Peter was giving me Mm -hmm. and I don't think he realized that he was giving off that vibe because he was saying you know he was all bark and no bite like he just kept on saying yeah I want a wife at the end of this, you know, I'm ready for marriage. I don't think he was. I think he honestly, honest to goodness, he wanted a casual relationship or he wanted, you know, a real relationship, but he didn't want marriage right yeah, now. Yeah, I think it kind of reminds me of Brad, who was one of the bachelors. Yes. Like, because uh, I haven't seen his season, but I know he's been the bachelor twice. And the first time, he didn't choose anybody. I think that was, I think that was his realization realization that I was like okay I need to figure out what I want before I you know go through this process for a second time right it's just foolery honestly (laughs) but like I was saying with Christians I think at the end of the day you know with me in particular I was talking to my mom about this the other night actually Mm -hmm. um how you know, if I tell someone, like, if someone comes up to me, you know, I have a lot of hobbies. I have a lot of things yeah. I like to do. But that doesn't mean that that's my God-given passion or purpose. Exactly. Um, and you have to really be able to differentiate that. You know, obviously, my podcast is a hobby. It's something I like doing. Um, you know, writing books, um, currently writing a book, you know, that's something I like to do. Yeah. But, you know, I haven't figured out what my God-given purpose is yet. And that's perfectly fine. I'm only 18. Mm-hmm. But... You know, I think we tend to forget what's a hobby and what is your purpose. Exactly. Something you're good at, something you're talented. I can be talented in English. I can be talented in writing. I can be talented in acting. But at the end of the day, what I'm talented in, those are gifts and skill sets Mm -hmm. that God has given you. But that doesn't mean that those skills are what he wants to be the end all be all for you. Yeah. You know, like it's not, it doesn't, I mean, maybe it is for you. Maybe your talent is something that you are only supposed to do. But like, I just think a lot of people forget that your hobby doesn't have to be just your job Mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to just be your purpose in life. Um, Which a lot of people honestly don't figure out their purpose until later in life. That's true. And it's really not a rush at all. Like you, I feel like as a society, we're so used to rushing everything and we're so used to pressuring. It's always go, 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 go. Yes. We're so used to pressuring younger generations to be like, okay, you're out of high school. You're going into college. What are you going to do? Like, it's like a straight shot. Like you need to know. Um, And now it's getting even worse for the generation after, Mm -hmm. after us, because they literally I saw something the other day I was like on YouTube or something yeah and this sweet girl like she's a YouTuber but she's literally like in middle school and it just made me laugh honestly because you know she was doing all these things that like felt like she was already like in college like she was just out there honestly like she was wearing tons of makeup and I'm not saying you know you can't try things, you know, as a kid, you know, being a kid is all about trying new things. But there's a difference between not embracing the fact that you are a child. You need to enjoy your childhood. And I feel like the generation below us 
don't really have that. Like, we had that. We got to yeah. <laughs> embrace think... our childhood. <laughs> and um, I think it was just funny to me because, like, the generation before us, they're being so pressured, like, by social media, by their own parents, by their own family members, just, like, saying, you need to know, like, on that video, the girl was talking about, like, she has just, like, entered, like, she's literally, like, I think in eighth grade. Oh, wow. She's and she, Yes, she was, like, in eighth grade, and she was, like, talking about how she was stressed because she didn't, like, know where she was going to be going to college and I was like girl you haven't even gotten girl, into high school you, you have to wait until junior year like I had no idea really until my junior right. year when I started deciding like where and, do I want to look at yeah and like the thing about life is that it changes yes I mean, all the time yeah because I didn't really know what I wanted to do until I got to my junior year like I knew I wanted to do something with media and stuff it was like acting but I didn't really know until junior year and I have more like a concrete idea of what I want to do now when I've graduated from high school right and it's like when I was um most of my life I always thought I was going to go to a certain school um and as I got you know into like I think it was the summer before junior year I started to realize that like that wasn't where God was leading me anymore um, and I think there's a difference between when you're looking at schools or somewhere, whatever you want to do, you have to realize that like, okay, that place may be, you know, a really good school. It yeah. might be a really good, you know, program. It might be all this and that. It might match up to exactly what you want. But at the end of the day, is it the place that you could see yourself calling home for four years? That's is true. It, is it the place that you feel comfortable because I feel like a sign when you really aren't meant to go to a certain place is when you start feeling overly nervous, Mm -hmm. not saying nerves aren't normal for some people. I mean, for me with the college I'm going to, I don't feel nervous at all, but that (laughs) might just just be because, you know, it is the place I'm supposed to go. And I've known that for a while. Um, And I've already made such great friends, you know, and all that. But I think, I think a way to know it is just when you're overly nervous and anxious, like, it's just like, you shouldn't be feeling like, I get it. Like maybe, maybe a little more... bit nervous. That's normal. Like, right. You're going like, away from home. Yeah. But, but like, if you are, let's say you live in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and you're going to college in California. Of course you have a right to be nervous. You know, you're moving across the country. Um, but there's a difference between, being nervous because something just doesn't sit right in your stomach yeah. um and being nervous because whoa this is a new change this is something new i'm nervous you know that's completely normal but when you start to feel that pit in your stomach mm-hmm. like like oh i shouldn't be doing this and everyone gets that feeling everyone knows that feeling when the minute someone says something to you or something is done or you have to make a decision and you feel, you know, I was explaining this um, kind of concept um, in an earlier episode with Molly Grace and Elizabeth. And mm-hmm. we were talking about the three second um, concept that we learned in um, I learned it in uh, AP psych, but you know, it was, it wasn't like a lesson that we learned. It was more of just something that I was chatting with, with my teacher um, but there's this thing called, you know, it's like the three second concept. So it's like, 
the minute that you um, like have a decision to make or something and someone says, for instance, like, hey, do you want to go to this party? And, you know, you have three seconds in your brain that your brain kind of sets off signals and, you know, you have to make that decision and you, you in those three seconds, you know, if it's a yes or a no. That's true. And there's no ifs or buts about that. It's a fact, you know, within those first three seconds, yes or no. It's just a matter of you acting on that. And it's a matter of you vocalizing your answer Mm -hmm. or it's a matter of you ignoring it because I feel like sometimes we know like if we want to do something or not and you know that by how excited you are you know that by if you're feeling drained just thinking about it but it's a matter of am I feeling drained by it or am I feeling drained because I know that it's something I'm not supposed to be doing yeah and that's all a part of just having your moral compass um but back to like Christians going on platforms like the bachelor franchise going on different um, places of production. I think, Oh wait, I literally forgot. I was talking about, (laughs) (laughs) see, I see, I do this. Like literally I will be talking about something and then I'll forget what I was talking about. Yes, me too. (laughs) But (laughs) I completely forgot. I was talking about something I was talking to my mom about the other day. I was just laughing because I was like the nerve of some people when I tell them, you know, um, like I've been acting since I was a little kid. Yeah. Um, and I've always been like a performer no matter what I'm Me in. too. Me too. Yeah. And um, it was just funny to me. The nerve of some people when you tell them as a Christian specifically, you tell them. I want to be, you know, I would be open to being an actress or doing stuff like that. Um, and it's just funny to me because people will literally say the craziest things. Like I was, I remember one day, I'm not going to say where I was because I don't know if this person listens to this, (laughs) 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 but, um, I just found it so rude. Like I was talking to this person, they're my friend, but it was just so rude. Like they were like, and I don't think they meant it in that way at all, but they were like, I was saying how they were asking me, like, oh, are you open to being an actress? Um, And I was like, yeah, I'd be open to it if the opportunity presented itself for the right kind of, you know, show or movie or whatever. Yeah. Because I won't – I'm one of those people that even when I was in the theater program at Hoover, I would never just say yes to being in a play. I know so many people that would, you know – our director would be putting on a play or a musical and they would just automatically say, you know, I'm doing this. I want to know what it is, you know, because if it sounds like something I'm not interested, I'm I'm not going to go audition. Like I actually have to be interested in it. Yes. You have to think about the commitment and like, especially when we were in the fall play and we took it to competition, you have to think about, okay, how long is this play going to be? Because literally we were in it from August until literally like November. So Mm -hmm. it's a whole chunk of your life that you are spending on that one production. Yeah. So, and that goes for like anything, especially like a TV show. It goes for Broadway. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was just funny to me how many people would just jump into something. Um, But going back to what I was talking to my mom about, like that person was just like, 
oh, like, I'm surprised that you would consider acting. And I was like, why? I've always acted. But they're like, on like TV, because, um, you know, you have to, they literally said, you have to sell your soul. And you have to, like, you know, you're forced to do things you don't want to act in or do. And I was like, you do know that you, you have a choice. You do. Yeah. That's, you're allowed to turn down roles, you know. Right. <laughs> like. And it's just funny to me, the people that are even in the acting community that think that way, because people are like, oh, in order to get to a certain point in your career, you have to do things that you don't want to do. That's not necessarily true. (laughs) That's not true at all. I mean, with God, all things are possible, first Mm -hmm. of all. So I just think that, you know, if if it's in God's will and if it's something that he wants you to do you know if it's something that you know he is telling you you need to do this and putting it on your heart constantly um but if it's just like you know obviously if you have an agent you can tell them yeah you know, don't send me certain roles because I won't take them you know you can literally put in an agreement when you're searching for roles and auditions you can literally put an agreement and say in your contract you know I won't accept a role that makes me have a sex scene um I won't have a role that makes me cuss. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you have to put down those boundaries for yourself, whatever that is for you, because obviously the people that are hiring you aren't going to know that, you know, they're yeah. not going to, honestly, most producers are not going to tell you, you know, especially if you're joining like a TV show versus a movie, because those are two different kind of things. Definitely. Um, because a movie is a one-time thing. Um, and, you know, the script is laid out set in stone, you know, but with the TV show, um, I've written a few TV show scripts, but you know, I'm still working on some, but like, Mm -hmm. it's just very different. The vibe is different because like with movies, you know, the script, you just see it from the get go, you know, this is what it is. Um, nothing else is going to come up. Um, but with TV, with TV shows, like with sitcoms or with um, drama shows like Scandal or mm-hmm. um, anything like that, Grey's Anatomy, you know, Law and Order, just different things like that that are going to – you don't know, first of all, if a show is going to be renewed for a second season That's or not. true. But you have to prepare for it to be. So you have to think, okay, what if I put in my contract because – Let's say that you're on a show like Boy Meets World. Let's say you're on a sitcom like um, New Girl, something okay. like that. That's my favorite show. But um, if you're on a show like that and you're like thinking, okay, I'm nervous because I didn't say in my contract that I don't want to cuss. I didn't say in my contract that I don't want to do a romantic scene or something to that extent. Um, you have to think about, you know, this just think in your mind this show don't be too hopeful but don't be too negative yeah because you don't want to be like oh this show might uh this show might not get renewed but you also have to think okay if it does get renewed and if it's a success just prepare for it to go on for at least four seasons true so you have to think okay what could happen in the span of four seasons am i going to have a love interest at some point on this show if it's a sitcom or a drama or whatever am i going to have to do certain scenes that make me uncomfortable am i what kind of what kind of genre is it is it um you know a murder mystery is it a crime am i going to have to do provocative things mm-hmm. 
because of what is the content of the show. So you have to make sure that when you're signing up for those sort of things, you know, you're reading the contracts thoroughly, get a lawyer to read it for you. Yeah. If you, you feel like you're missing something because that stuff is so important because that is exactly how actors and people in the industry get taken advantage of later down the line because they didn't read their contract. They didn't know what they were signing up for. Um, and then what they signed up for goes against their beliefs. Yeah. And then they, they realize that down the line. So I think that that concept is definitely wrong to think that you don't have control as a Christian of what you're in, what you do, because mm-hmm. you always have control. And I just think personally that like, first of all, our, my flesh, my body is not mine to begin with. Yeah. So like as a Christian, I think the two things get confused. You know, people are like my body, my choice. Yes, that is true. But at the end of the day, as Christians, it's not our body yeah. in the first place. It's God's body um, that we're living through and we're living and breathing through it. So to think that as an actor, as a person in the industry, that you won't have control over yourself and what you're in is just wrong because you always have control over that. And God is ultimate, God is ultimate control. You know, you have control over what your flesh does. Yes. What you do with your body, how you move it, different stuff like that. But God has the ultimate control. So if you never forget that he is the ultimate control, you'll never be worried about that because you know that God won't let anything happen to me that isn't in his will so and sometimes you know some things in the world do happen and some things out of our control do happen in the world um because our world is built Mm -hmm. on sin so things will happen but just remembering that god has ultimate control and the ultimate power and he has more power than this entire world because he made the whole world so just remembering that always keeps me grounded (laughs) um but I did want to talk about like as a Christian do you think that it's okay to follow trends and what the world is doing I just think for me as long as you you just kind of talk about it with God and just kind of set your boundaries with it I think it's okay you just just don't go to the extent where it makes you uncomfortable Mhm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think um I think in the Bible, you know, God tells us that as a believer of him, your life is never going to look the same as everyone That's else's. That's true. Um your life is never going to look exactly the same as a non-believer because we're called not to be yoked. Yeah. Um with unbelievers not saying that, you know, I feel like that term gets kind of misplaced at times a mm-hmm. lot of people that maybe don't know what it means hear it wrong they think that that means oh we're not gonna talk to unbelievers shun them like that's not what being yoked means it means that you know um when you're when you're yoked with an unbeliever when uh it means that you're there's a difference between being equally yoked and unequally yoked. Yeah. And 
when you're yoked with an unbeliever, you're, you're joining forces in a way that doesn't promote what God stands for. You're, you're, you're basically saying that, okay, I agree with what this unbeliever agrees with instead of supporting them, no matter what they believe in. There's a difference. And, you know, when I say, you know, I support certain things and, you know, I believe as Christians, we're supposed to help and support unbelievers. That's true. Um, because that's what he calls us to do. We're not supposed to shun them because I feel like a lot of people forget that Jesus was a human. Before, yes. You know, he was crucified. He was a human for years before that happened. Um, and he had time on earth to relate to us and see what we go through. And, you know, he went through every possible thing as a human that we could ever go through. Um, so he does relate to us and he knows exactly what we're going to go through. He knows what things provoke us, what things are going to trigger us. Um, and so I think we tend to forget that Jesus sat at a table and had a meal with unbelievers. You know, he had, he had a meal with sinners, you know, he would sit at a table right next to a sinner that, you know, could be a murderer. He sat next to someone that, um, you know, was um like just a bad person, or he sat next to the person that might be seen as um like a woman giving away their body in a way. Um, yeah, sat next to all kinds of people. Um, but sitting next to them is different from um agreeing with them. Like you can you can sit. I can sit at a table with i have tons of friends me that too might... yeah different different friends we might have like different beliefs and yeah i agree with you all the time but like i'm still going to support you yeah exactly um and i think it's all a part of maturity and just knowing like okay can we handle conflict in a way that is responsible and you know mature and if we do disagree on something can we still at the end of the day agree on it and one thing I always like to um, point out is um, and my friend is he's way better at remembering this than me (laughs) (laughs) but um, I think that we have to remember that you know God I didn't even realize that God actually says this in the Bible he just says it in a more fancier way I guess yeah (laughs) but um it tells us not to go to bed angry basically um but in the bible he tells us that you know at sundown um when sun when the sun goes down not to be in anger um and so I always love that because I think we tend to forget that like your mood at the end of the day determines how you wake up the next day yes and how you react to society and people the next day because if you go to bed angry even if you're I'm not saying that you know you won't get in arguments maybe before bed maybe maybe you're talking to your significant other and you get in an argument and then you're just like I do not I'm not in the mood to be in a good mood um but it's just better to be in a better mood at the end of the day because you know I've had times where um like if I was in a fight with someone 
right before I went to bed, then obviously I'm going to be shaken up or angry mm-hmm. right before I go to sleep. First of all, if you go to bed before you, if you are angry before you go to sleep, it's not good for your health. You're actually going to have worse dreams. Um, and that's, you know, proven by psycho- psychologists um, that, you know, if you go to bed in an angry mood or angry tone, you're going to have worse dreams. And then when you wake up in the morning, you're not giving yourself that fresh start that we all have, um, which is funny to me because, you know, I think it's really funny if like you take like, oh, like what superhero would I like to have like to, um, and what superpower would I like to have or in movies when we talk about like time travel and oh, stuff yeah. like that. I think it's funny, like the whole concept of movies like Groundhog Day and stuff <laughs> like that. I always think it's hilarious how we think as a society because I think we like clear cut answers for everything. Yeah. So I think that's why the whole concept of God doesn't make sense to some people. That's true. Because, you know, we like to think that there's a catch with literally everything. We're naturally skeptical. Um, And so, you know, if someone came up to you and said, hey, I'm going to do all these things for you for the rest of your life and for eternity and it's free, which is what God literally says to us, basically, um, we tend to be skeptical and we're like, oh, what what's the catch, you know? Because we're so, so used to, like, having a catch. Yeah. Um, so I think that's just funny to me how different people react to that. You know, people like us that are Christians and believers, we obviously responded it to in a way that's like, oh, like, yes, I'll take it. Um, but, you know, people that might be atheists or something like that, you know, might be like, there's obviously a catch. I don't want to accept that. So I think that's funny. But like concepts with like Groundhog Day and stuff, I think it's interesting because as Christians, you know, every day that we're given is a new start. So it's not like, you know, when you ask for forgiveness from God, whenever you do something, he literally does not hold it against you. <laughs> like as humans, we hold things against each other without even knowing it. You know, like there's been plenty of times I've been holding a grudge against someone. Yes, I'm like, very guilty of that too. Yes. And like, you don't even realize that you're holding that grudge. <laughs> until it comes up later and you're just like bringing up old things (laughs) yeah um but I think it's really cool how when we ask God to forgive us he automatically just he literally forgets what we did yes he does so I think that's an awesome thing to think about you know so when you think about it that way it's like Every single day is a new start. So concepts like Groundhog Day, concepts like that is interesting to me because as as a society, we want things to be in that way. Like we want to be like, oh, we get a reset or a new try on this. Um, and with God, we already have a reset mm-hmm. every day. So there's no need for concepts like that, like going back in time or different stuff like that because every day is a new start and every day you can choose how you react to people and every day you have a choice with how you start that day because you could either decide okay I'm gonna hold on to what I did yesterday and bring it into today or I can ask for forgiveness from whoever I hurt or whatever I did 
and move forward. And, you know, if that other person that you might have done wrong the, the previous day, if they don't forgive you, then that's fine. But, like, if forgiveness is only for you, honestly. Yeah. It's, yeah. So don't, like, expect forgiveness from the other person, even though as Christians we're called to forgive. But, you know, everyone's not like that. So don't expect it. But, like, just expect to have that burden off of your heart. And it makes you more free to do better things the next day. Um, so, yeah. And I did want to talk about um, TV shows mm-hmm. and how, like, just different things like how okay like for instance we were talking about gossip girl (laughs) yes we were and how just it's funny to me because like people like chuck (laughs) okay look i mean i'm one of those people who likes chuck i didn't like him you know season one season two i started to like him towards the end of season three yeah i think i just think as a society we romanticize abuse. <laughs> oh yeah, like in the so show. Much. Yes, like in the show. You like, look, I'm a huge fan of yes. you. Love the show, but like Joe is problematic. He's very I'm problematic. Problematic. He's just horrible. Yes, like look, it's a great show. Look, you just don't romanticize him. Yeah. I think it's just funny because, like, when I ask people about Gossip Girl, they get literally offended if I say I don't like Chuck. They're like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you would say that. And I'm like, it's only because I'm not saying I don't think people can change because as Christians, we should believe that people can change because, you know, it's silly to think that a person can't change their ways. You know, Um, like God literally created the entire universe in seven days so like it's just it's just funny to me when people don't think that like oh I can change you know like yeah yes like it's all about yourself you have to choose to change and pray that God helps you to change your heart um but you can it's possible um so I just honestly I get offended when people are like online if someone says like you know, they've changed and it was just yesterday that they were acting a certain way. Yes. Honestly, I get so offended for that person because for you to think that a person can't do something literally the previous day and then change their ways the next is wrong of you and very judgmental Mm -hmm. because I think as Christians, you know, we're not supposed to be judgmental. We're called to not judge. And, you know, we're just you are supposed to leave the judging part up to God because that's his job not yours so whenever we start to judge people that's literally just playing God so you're not supposed to do that so but anyways back to Chuck (laughs) people just like it just it's annoying to me how especially in like season one people were like oh my gosh Chuck love him no like, I so... I cannot stand Chuck season I one Chuck I thought he was so oh he was mm, he's such a like, jerk yes I hated how people romanticized him like first of all I could go on a whole list about what he's done yes but, yes um, we could it, like maybe like you know if you need a little refresher I'll summarize for you you know he literally tried to sexually assault Jenny. Yes, he did. <laughs> More, and then he used twice, right? Yeah. Okay. And then 
And then he sold his girlfriend to Blair's for a hotel to his uncle. His wretched uncle. Pervert like uncle. And then he um and then he literally threw something above I can't remember what it was, but they were like Blair was Yes, it was it was like the prime example of a toxic relationship. Blair was literally telling him that it was over. And, and he threw he got mad, and he threw something over her head, and you could literally see the fear on her face. Yeah, and then and then he tried to downplay it by saying like, "I can't lose you. I love you too much." No, no, like, no, no, no ladies, <laughs> ladies, no. and men. Honestly, I don't want to be like you know, yeah. just talking to the ladies, like both genders. If someone is like saying that to you, like hurting you or you need to leave that relationship you need to run (laughs) run like run as soon as you can like you do not need to stay in a toxic relationship and you know Blair was the prime example of being in a toxic relationship because just the example of how many times they ran back to each other after they acknowledged that they were horrible yes she literally like acknowledged in the episode where it was Dorota's wedding and she was like um, she was like, you know what? We deserve each other. We're both awful people. Honestly, a true statement. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's not lying, but she said she that. Lying. And then Chuck was like, well, I don't want you to love me just because you feel like you have to. Literally, that was what was happening in their relationship. And then they get married and have a little kid in the end. And I was, uh, it was <laughs> but I was just like, ugh. it just to me, I think as Christians, we we feel like it all starts with the heart, honestly, and it all yeah. starts with obviously those are TV show characters, but it is a real portrayal of real real life, you know, in relationships yeah. between people. Every you know, every TV show, every movie is based, no matter if it is based off of a true story, if it says that. But I think we tend to forget that everything we see on TV, everything we see in movies, are based off of someone's story. Yeah. But we just don't know it. Um, so I think it's just funny to me when people are like, oh, my gosh. And it was based off of a true story. Like, yeah, yeah. it is based off of a true story that they came forward and said it was based off of their story. But everything you see on TV is based off of something. Mm-hmm. No, no one ever is going to just have like a brand new, fresh idea. You know, everything yeah. stems from something else. Not saying that anything is plagiarized, but everything stems from something else, whether something inspired you to do that certain thing, whether someone else inspired you, whether you were looking at a certain show and thought, oh, that would be a really cool concept um, to explore. So everything is based off of something in TV and film and everything. So it's just all about where you get your inspiration from and where you draw it from, you know. And But I think... In TV and movies, we, in just like pop culture, we, we tend to think that, like, I literally forgot my thought. Um, <laughs> like, in pop culture, and just like, and what we mean by pop culture is just like the culture of our society. Yeah, definitely. So the culture of just like, um, I hate the word influencers. I 
I can't stand the word influencers. Like, I don't know why. I'm like, you're not really influencing me. It's not you. Right. Like, if I like the product, I'll buy the product. I'm not sold on you. Right. Like, I don't care. <laughs> right. I think it's just funny to me, like, how people are like, um, like, <laughs> it's just really funny. Like, I love, if you want to hear more about, like, the whole influencer concept and stuff, you should go check out Tori Masters video on why she became a quote unquote influencer. And it's a really funny and cool video for Christians to watch, I think. Um, and I just think the whole concept, like in high school, um, when we had our we had our like annual senior theater um award thing uh, that yeah. we do for fun and we just do like a little like um, we do two types of awards, but the funniest one is always like the senior who's who in theater. And so I got most likely to become an influencer. Oh my god! And it was really funny to me <laughs> because I think that the whole concept of being a influencer and it's funny when like it's just funny to me like when people tell me, oh, like you're becoming more active on Instagram. You're doing all these things. You're an influencer. And it's just funny to me because I'm like, I don't ever want to be a quote-unquote influencer. influencer. Yeah. At least not what the society thinks it is. Um, like, of course, my life's mission is to, you know, I always say my life's mission is to make Jesus famous, not me. Mm-hmm. So if at any point in my life I can share the gospel and share his love then that's what I'll do and that's what I do through you know my Instagram and through different things and through my podcast um but at the end of the day like wanting to be famous quote-unquote is not really my goal Mm -hmm. my goal is just you know spread his word because at the end of the day Jesus is the one who should be famous not me (laughs) because you know I I think the whole thing about pop culture is that we we tend to I think it's funny when like we hold celebrities and people public figures to such a high pedestal and that's just wrong in itself. Yeah, like, I just see with some people who who yes. really just doing what they love. Like, yes, you know exactly. And that's all they are. They just They're want really... to do what they love and you know, have fun and just like right. inspire people. They're normal people. Like, I hate when people idolize other humans. Like, I found this really cool article the other day, and it really just summed up what I'm thinking perfectly. Um, it was like, it said something like, um, no matter what you believe in, spiritually or religiously, everyone worships something. Yeah. It depends on what you, but it just depends on what you worship. So, for instance, Christians, we worship God um, and, you know, we worship Jesus. But, you know, everyone worships something without realizing it. So I'm saying, like, even, like, atheists worship something. Yeah. They worship, but it depends on what you worship. So, like, people, you know, might not believe in God, but then they won't hesitate. I just think it's so hilarious to me. People have a harder time believing in God, who is all goodness and <laughs> But then they have an easier time worshiping. And by worshiping, I mean like idolizing um, and holding on such a high pedestal. Like we put as Christians, we put God on that pedestal. Yeah. Um, we, we give him all the praise and the power. But 
with other people, sometimes they tend to, on accident too, put celebrities and people on that pedestal where God should be. And, you know, when you do that, when you idolize, and I'm, I'm guilty of idolizing people too. And I've had to realize that, you know, yeah. like if I think to myself, you know, Michael B. Jordan is my like favorite celebrity crush. <laughs> But at the end of the day, I still see him as a normal person. Exactly. And I still see him as, you know, a person that just so happened to get fame and just so happened to get fame because of something he's good at. Yes, it's something and he not... loves to do. He's yes. still a human, people. He's right. going to make and mistakes. So whenever people ask me, like, oh, if you met this celebrity, what would you do? And I just be like, okay, literally, it wouldn't matter to me if it was Oprah, who's also my favorite person. Yeah. It wouldn't matter to me if it was someone as big as Oprah and someone like, um, who's a good person? Uh, it wouldn't matter if it was someone like Ryan Reynolds. Oh, Oprah. yeah. Like, it literally would not matter to me if I was meeting a small, quote-unquote, influencer mm-hmm. um, compared to Oprah. I would still treat them exactly the same. I say hi to you. Like, if I run into you, I'll be nice. I'll say hi to you. Right. It's like, there's a difference between respecting yes. figures and idolizing them because they're all humans at the end of the day yeah and you know they just want to be treated with respect so I just think the whole concept of like when people even speak the name Beyonce we're just like idolizing her we're just worshiping her like she's God um and not saying that you know she's not talented she is talented but there's a difference between idolizing yeah and respecting her for what she does so um you know if i met a certain celebrity i would treat them the exact same as i do anyone else you know like it would just be it would just be more of i always like to say if i met someone like michael b jordan if i met you know one of my favorite actors i'd be a little bit shocked and surprised that i would that meeting them but i would i would come back like it's just them. It's a normal person. You know, shocked. Right. But like then I'll be like, "Hey, how are you doing?" After I, right, and we're not saying, yes, and we're not saying it's not normal to like fangirl, quote yeah. unquote, or you know, show an appreciation for them. Um, but what isn't normal is when you start pretending like they're God, and when. When you when you can realize an easy way to realize when you're idolizing and honestly you can idolize um and I think the proper word for it is idolatry yeah um but when you can realize like I think we forget that we can tend to idolize people in our life even not just like celebrities that's and true figures. we can idolize you can idolize your boyfriend you can idolize your friend you can idolize your mom um. So I think it all comes down to when you, you have to realize as a Christian or as anyone really, you know, as a Christian specifically, when you realize that you holding this person on that pedestal is causing you to bump God off of it. That's true. That's when it needs to stop because you need to realize like they're a person, they're sinners, they make mistakes, they're a human, um, they are a everyone is a child of God. So we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah. Um, and that's another way that it keeps me humbled at the end of the day with celebrities is because I read, what was I? Oh, oh, I was at literally, I was at church yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and we had this special guest. He's awesome, and he was um, he's an author, and he was talking about um, how we have more in like for instance, I have more in common with you know if you put two people in front of me, and one was a Christian and one um, was a black woman. Mm-hmm. You put those two people in front of me, and you say, which one can I relate more to? I think automatically as a society, we tend to want to go to the black woman. That's true. Because we want, we want to be like, oh, she looks more similar to her because they're both black women. Um, they, they have certain similarities in culture and how we've grown up. We have certain similarities in that kind of things, you know, the mm-hmm. outward appearance, um, sometimes the inward, what we both think, what we believe, um, what we've faced as a certain skin yeah. color, certain things like that. But he was saying, our um, special guest, he was saying, I have more in common with a brother and sis- brother or sister in Christ than I do with the person that Who looks like me. color as me. Yes. And so I think it was such a good point to bring up because it's just so true. Like, I hate, this is just another problem in its own, but like if, you know, a black person is... Um, you know, at a store or something like that. And there's another person in front of you in the line or something. And they tend, people tend to be like, Oh, do you, are you guys, are you guys together? Um, I know, like, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and it happens in other cultures too, yeah. not just black people. But, um, I just think it's funny because that whole concept of just because we look alike. Does not mean, I don't like, I don't know the person. Right. I don't know them. I'm a stranger. Um, I'm just finding my own business. You know, but I would, you know, at the end of the day, I would own up more to someone else being a Christian and I can relate to them more at the end of the day because we're both brothers and sisters in Christ. And yeah. Um, talking about like, society and I'll talk about this briefly but like what society thinks of relationships and how what we say about it and um I was telling you like I'm not gonna go on a whole tangent about <laughs> this one because hint hint that whole subject yeah coming, but <laughs> so get excited but um <laughs> I just wanted to ask you what do you think you know is a problem in our society of what we think about relationships romantically wise and friendships and different things like that. Like why do we and do we hold relationships on such a high level and high regard and what needs to change regarding like Christian relationships and not Christian relationships and the difference and things like that. I think for me, the first thing I want to say is that we need to normalize that, you know, um, a girl and a guy can be friends without having any romantic interest. So I say this all the time, not just for me, but like, but also like, you know, celebrities too. I'm like, you know, they can just be friends. Yes. Because you are a girl and you're hanging out with a guy doesn't mean you are dating. We have yes. friends that are not the same gender as us. And it's really annoying. Yes. Exactly. I just, oh, that, that is such a good point to bring up. Because that is something I have faced so much. Yes. Like, in the past. And even just recently. Like, I could literally be talking to a guy. 
and he genuinely just be my friend. Yes. This is something that I think needs to change and particularly, I think we as women, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think we as women are more accepting of that concept than men are, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, I think we tend to be like, yeah, and it goes both ways, um, you know, not to have a double standard. It does go both ways, you know. Men get that criticism, too, of having a friend that's a girl and people thinking that they're sleeping with them. Like, you know? that's not true. That's not necessarily true. Right. Like, just be friends. Right. But I do remember one time, this one time that did stick stick out to me, um, I was saying something to my dad. And, you know, he he said something like, men, he was like, I'm a, he was like, I'm a guy. I know that, like you know, that guy probably does like you. Um, If he's, like, he was like, no guy is going to be friends with a girl that he doesn't have some sort of attraction to. Which, I'm going to say two things on. This not necessarily who's correct. Right. I, I think, you know, times have changed, obviously. Yeah. I think our generation is more accepting of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... But I think two things, I think that, you know, I think to a certain extent, sometimes that can make sense. That's our automatic response sometimes Um, as a society and as humans. We, you know, at the end of the day, any person that we meet, we want, whether we like to admit it or not, we want something out of them. Mm -hmm. Um, It just depends on what that is. So, like, if you meet a person, you might just genuinely want a friendship out of them. Yeah. If you meet a person, um, I was also reading this thing on Pinterest the other day <laughs> and it, it was saying like, um, anyone that you meet in your life, um, specifically, you know, anyone that you might be romantically interested in, I don't want to say, you know, just the opposite sex because, uh, a rant people, different people watch my videos yeah. or watch listen to these podcasts. Um, but you know, when you meet a person, it said like, um, and you can comment on this and tell me what you think, but okay. it did say when you meet a person, you, um, let's say I meet a guy right now. Mm-hmm. At some point I'm going to be attracted to him. It just depends on when. And yeah, that's long. true. That's true. So I think, I do think parts of that are true. I think that, you know, if I met a guy right now and, um, I found him attractive, I think it would depend on those first three seconds that we were talking about earlier, like your automatic instant response. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think he's cute. But it depends on what you do with that. Yeah. So it's like, how long does that last? You know, are you just thinking, oh, he's cute. And then you think that and then it's over. <laughs> um, or is it, I think he's cute. And then it progresses into something else. So I think that it really depends on the situation. But at the end of the day, girls and guys can just be friends. Yes, we can. But I, I do think two sides of the concept were shown in New Girl specifically, which is why I love the show so much, is because um, the whole concept is that, you know, Jessica Day, the main girl, yeah. new girl, <laughs> um, she was the new girl in the house. And, like, these guys were all roommates. And, you know, she needed a place to live after her boyfriend dumped her or cheated on her. And, um, 
she goes in search of a new place to live and she ends up moving in with these um, three guys. Um, So I think it's just funny to see, and they really do play on this a lot, you know, society and what we automatically think. Mm -hmm. You know, if a a girl moved in with a bunch of guys, what would you think? Um, So I think they do that really well, showing that dynamic and showing just the friendships that she makes over the years. You know, some of the guys in the house she is genuinely just friends with and other people <laughs> and yeah. i i think i think it's funny how they do that because it's like i think we tend to think we go to the next extreme we think oh if you don't like them romantically you just see them as a brother that's what? not necessarily true they could just be friends <laughs> yes like it doesn't have to be that extreme like there is only a small amount of people that i could see as a brother because i think first of all i'm an only child so. yeah um but in that kind of way, I think that you, it's just, it's very, I think, honestly, we think it too much. We think, oh, do you just see them as a brother? And I think that's a thing that needs to stop being normalized. Yes. It's, it's just wrong. Like, it's like, oh, like, that just is, it's unnormalizing the fact that girls and guys can just be friends. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be a relationship. It doesn't have to be you see them as a brother because when you see something as someone as a brother or a sister that's you're just, really saying that's just kind of weird yeah you just feel zero feelings exactly and that would be incorrect because like we said at some point you are attracted mm-hmm. um whether that and i don't mean that in just a physical way because obviously there are people that you're not physically attracted that's to. that's true that you're still friends but with it just depends I, mm-hmm. I think the, the whole concept of what that thing, the quote was saying is that at some point we do feel an attraction to someone. It just depends on what kind of attraction that, that is. That is exactly true. So it's like you may, attraction doesn't mean, I think we forget that attraction doesn't mean romantic attraction. Attraction be, yeah. is literally like Friendship. you have, yeah, attraction is literally if you have two magnets and they're attracted to each other. You have you know, a, a simultaneous, simultaneous. I can't say the word. <laughs> <laughs> um, like you have a chemical reaction to coming together. So I think attraction can mean you are unattracted to them mm-hmm. physically. It can mean that you see them and you feel gravitated to their personality. It can mean that you feel gravitated to the way they carry themselves. You can feel attracted to what they're wearing that day. Yeah. You can feel attracted to them as a person or you can feel attracted to them romantically. So it's just all kinds of attraction that happen within those first three seconds. Um, And none of those just mean romantic attraction. Um, So I think that that needs to change just our way of thinking in society. And as Christians, I think that, oh, what I was going to say before we go is that um i my friend pointed out to me one time um Mm -hmm. that (laughs) this is gonna sound really weird so so me and my one of my best guy friends um a while ago we both like each other and he he told me that he wanted to be my brother in christ um first Mm-hmm. And so I was laughing because I was like, 
<laughs> I was like, what do you mean? Yeah. Um, but I think that's something that does need to be normalized in the Christian community is that before you romantically involve yourself with someone, before you like someone, you need to become their brother or sister in Christ first, which basically just means it doesn't mean the whole brother thing like we were talking about. Yeah. It means that you see them as a person exactly. of Christ first before you see them as your your um significant other yes i always like like to see you know how they act around people your personality that's my thing like you can be cute yes i'm first i'm attracted by looks but i want to know your personality like what are you like it is so important and it's so important that when you're looking for that person that you see their you allow time to be able to really see their spirit yeah before you see them their flesh because um i think that's something that we mix up oftentimes is we think oh i think they're attractive blah blah but and you and you just go off of that and you think like if you don't allow time to really get to know the other person and really see their spirit and see like you said how they interact with other people what they're like when they're not around you Mm -hmm. um see you know what kind of stuff makes them happy? What kind of stuff makes them sad? That's Just seeing true. all those sorts of things are so important so that you won't be blindsided before you're entering into a relationship with them. Yeah. And even just a friendship with them, honestly. Like, it might seem weird to just, you're kind of like screening them before you get into friendship. <laughs> I said, make sure but, you, you kind of vibe, you know? Yeah. You have to make sure that like, and that's why I love the whole, concept sometimes i watch videos on youtube of like um uh blind dates um because i think the whole concept is really interesting like, love like, is blind like yeah I think, I think it's really interesting to like see and they're not actually like being blinded at the time but you know they do see each other but it's more of just they're meeting for the first time and they're seeing if this is a person that they could see themselves with at all Mm -hmm. and I think it's just a really interesting concept to see how they interact how you know you can instantly see what which is which is why when you know you might be interested in um, interested in someone and your family can see that you guys vibe well or whatever yeah um, I think it's funny because like there are certain people that like you'll be around and you can literally feel their energy together yeah and feel how they like vibe off of each other um and i think you know i unpopular opinion some people don't believe me when i say this but i think platonic soulmates are real it's true you can have friend soulmates like that's such a real thing i don't understand people don't get that like you can have friend soulmates yes literally Shout out to my friend Mary Claire, <laughs> my friend Vanessa too. I'm like that's like my yeah. friend soulmate. We vibe off each other. Yeah, it's it's just funny because like you know obviously people come in and our life in in and out of our lives for seasons, um, and there are people that in the past I thought you know they're my best friend. They're I'm one of those people that I have a tendency to throw around that word. Yeah, when it doesn't need to be thrown around. You know, being a best friend means a lot more than just a friend mm-hmm. um and so i think that with um like friend soulmates platonic soulmates you know 
when I first met Mary Claire in particular, it was one of those situations <laughs> where it actually was like platonic soulmates because we we just like understood each other in that way. Yeah. And it was funny because like everyone around us could see it that like it was almost like we were the we were like the yin and the yang. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it was like our souls were supposed to meet. And supposed yeah. To, it was like a God driven relation of friendship. And so um, I think that platonic soulmates are so real and that, you know, they're of God because, you know, there are so many people that God is going to put in your life throughout your life. But there are so many people at the same time that God knows are, like, divine friendships for you, divine relationships. Just, yeah. like how, just like how you have a romantic soulmate, you know, your future spouse or whoever. Exactly. Um, but you also have a platonic soulmate that you'll, like, and it doesn't even have to be, like, um you hang out with that person all the time like that's one of the things with me and mary claire we don't hang out all the time but when we do it's it's just right <laughs> yeah like my friend she she lives in california so like we text yeah. we just do all this kind of stuff like it just and it's it one works of those things, yeah it's one of those things where like you can always tell when you've met that person is when if you don't talk to them for months yeah, at a time. Exactly. I have those people. Then when you, yeah, and then when you but then when you do talk to them, like it's you pick up in the same place that you left off and it's mm-hmm. not like a big deal or a big drama or anything. It's not awkward. I'm like filming in your life and I'm like, oh okay. Yeah. And that's what I love my friends from like South Carolina and like my yeah. best from California. I can just ask them like what happened in your life and we can just talk about it and it's it's just like a vibe, you know. <laughs> it's a vibe. But yeah, I'm trying to make sure that we didn't leave off anything to talk about. <laughs> but yeah, at the end of the day, God has the ultimate power. Yeah, don't he put does. people don't put people um uh on that pedestal where he's supposed to be. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it's okay to follow trends, but just stay true to who you are, you know. Yes and you know as a christian you're never gonna be the same as anybody else because we're not called god literally tells us to like you're not of the world but you're of me um so you know you're never gonna be of the world because you don't want to be of the world no you don't you should want (laughs) you want to be different like what's what's the point of you know living life if you're the same as everybody else exactly so yeah just Remember that, and if you take anything away from this, just be yourself. Don't be of the world. You know, it's okay to like The Bachelor and It is a good show, guys. Give it a chance. (laughs) Give The Bachelor a chance. It's okay to like that kind of stuff, but there's a difference between liking it and actually taking it to heart. Don't actually, you know, go out dating 30 people at once. I don't in know real how life. you could do that because <laughs> me, I would only be interested in like I don't know maybe five. I'd be like, right. I'm sorry, I guess the rest of you home. I I really I only like you know like five of you guys. Sorry. The concept is so crazy when you think about it, yes. but it's like it's it, that's why it's a reality TV show because it's just funny, honestly. <laughs> um, but 
Yeah. Wow. I'm like sore from sitting here. I am just ready to eat lunch, but I still became growly the whole entire time. Same. Oh my gosh. But this was a lot of fun. It was. I love doing this. <laughs> Hope to have you back sometime. I would love future. to do that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, hope you guys enjoyed Christ plus culture. Who knows? Maybe there will be a part two in the future. That would be fun. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, bye guys. We love you. Bye. Okay. Have a great day. <laughs>